0: Slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Welcome to the Beep Physician Burnout Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Deanna Larson, internal medicine hospitalist and physician burnout life coach. I want this podcast to be your burnout Bible with topics to include anything and everything related to burnout. If you want to learn about burnout, prevent it, or overcome it, this is the place for you. I do want to give a disclaimer that the information and opinions shared here are for information and educational purposes only. They do not serve as medical or professional advice. They do not represent any medical or professional institution or organization. If you are truly ready to take control of your life and put these tools into actions, I am here to help. I have a free consultation call for any physician who is looking into coaching. Please sign up for a free consult in the link below. You are listening to the Beat Physician Burnout podcast, episode number two. First, I want to tell you about some special things that I have coming up soon. I have created a three-part live Facebook mini-series called Get the Life in Medicine You Dream About. I'm going to cover a different topic each of the three days, and since it's live, you can get individual feedback and questions about your particular circumstances. It's starting on November 9th. You can click the link below to check it out and get on the waitlist if you're interested. In the last podcast, we talked about buffering, or how we use external things in our lives to avoid urges and feelings we don't want to have. In this podcast, I'm going to go through the different ways we can deal with emotions and how to process them so they don't just keep coming back up. Feelings are why we do everything in life. We often act or don't act from the feeling we are having right now. If you think about feeling angry, you're going to take different actions than if you're feeling calm. If I'm feeling anxious, I may just be so overwhelmed, give up and go to bed and take no action at all. We also take actions because the way we imagine it's going to make us feel in the future when we get there. Think about why we became physicians. We certainly didn't do it just to have the initial MD or DO go behind our name. We thought we would have a feeling of respect or security because of the income or challenged by the continual change and learning that we, we have in medicine. Another example is why we save money. We don't save money just to see it in our 401k account. We save because the feeling we think we're going to have is financial security. We sometimes go to the refrigerator for something to eat, but we're not even really hungry. It's actually because we're just feeling bored. The key to this is to remember that our feelings do not come from an external source. They come from inside of us. They come from our thoughts. If I'm thinking, for example, that my employer only cares about the money and not the patients, this makes me feel angry and frustrated. And the actions that I take when I'm feeling angry and frustrated tend to be ones like being impatient or short with the staff, losing my temper and getting in trouble. If I can change my thought to something like, I am a good doctor and I can still take care of patients in this system, then I feel much calmer and maybe acceptance of the system I cannot change. From calm and acceptance, I can take better actions. I can stop my mind from spinning and focus in order to get my work done the best way I can. But my default is to blame the system for my feelings, and this is usually what we all do. And if you're thinking you can't change the system, I completely agree with you. I feel the healthcare system is broken and needs to be changed. But as an individual physician, I'm not likely going to be able to do that. But I do have control over my thoughts, feelings, and actions. And the key, which is the hardest part to accept, is that the circumstances do not have to change. We can change our thoughts, feelings, actions, and results even within the same circumstances. Now does this mean that I'm always going to be able to stay calm and accepting? Absolutely not. We are human, and people forget that we are human and we can only take so much. Here's the way I describe it. Picture a pile of wood. Each patient, each request, each roadblock during the day adds more sticks of wood to the pile. Then the administrator send an email telling us we're not working hard enough or meeting our RVU goals. So picture that as them throwing paper on the wood pile. Then the ER calls and says they have three admissions all at once. And that's like putting gasoline on the wood pile. And then they ask us, why did you blow up? Sometimes we probably are going to show up in ways that we don't want, but by understanding thought work and realizing we can make a difference, hopefully we can minimize these. There is a concept in coaching called radical responsibility, and that's defined as us being 100% responsible for creating our life. I change this a little bit when dealing with doctors because we live, breathe, and work in a system that we cannot change. But I do feel that we can be the co-creators of our life. So let's define what a feeling or emotion is. Feelings are basically just a vibration in your body. They start from your brain and travel down to your body. These are different than physical sensations such as hunger, pain, or cold, which start in your body and then travel to your mind. Sensations come from our body physiology and then our brain translates them. Sensations are involuntary like hunger. Have you ever had a time when something feels wrong in the pit of your stomach, but you can't figure out what it is? This is when you need to look at your thoughts. What am I thinking that is making me feel this way? Some thought has always triggered that feeling. So there are four ways we can deal with emotions. Resist, react, avoid, or allow. And we're going to go into each one of these in more detail. First is resisting. So when we resist an emotion, it is trying to push it away. This may work temporarily. If you can picture a huge beach ball and you're trying to hold it underwater, that is resisting a feeling. If you were just to hold the beach ball in your hands, that would be a completely different experience and equal to feeling the emotion. And as we know with the beach ball example, eventually it's just going to pop back up even stronger into the air. And that's the exact same thing that happens with emotions when we try to resist them. Next is reacting. Why do we spend so much time resisting our emotions? Because they are uncomfortable. We are afraid of what might happen if we allow ourselves to experience the feeling. Let's take anger for example. We sometimes mistake feeling anger with actions of anger. We associate the emotion with the times in our past when we have acted or reacted to the feeling in a negative way. Maybe I reacted to my anger by yelling at someone, or I blamed the universe for its unfairness. I might have given someone the silent treatment or talked behind their back. I don't want these things to happen again, so I feel like I can't allow that emotion. But allowing the emotion does not mean that you have to take any action at all. Remember, our prefrontal cortex has to agree before any action can be taken. Some of us may think about punching our boss, but our prefrontal cortex still has the ability to override all of our actions. The third option we have when it comes to our feelings is trying to avoid them. This is buffering. This is what I talked about on the last episode. It's when we try to distract ourselves from unwanted feelings by overeating, over drinking, overusing social media, etc. The last and best option is to actually allow the feeling or feel the feeling. The first step when you have an uncomfortable feeling is to name it. This is what we refer to as affect labeling. As physicians, we are really, really bad at this. We have been told throughout our training that we're not allowed to feel certain things. If you're tired, ignore that, get back to work. If you're sad because a patient just died, hide or suppress that and get back to work. So many times when I'm asking physicians what they are feeling, they have difficulty and they start telling me the thoughts and reasons why they are feeling that instead of naming the emotion. Sometimes all we can come up with are broad feelings such as good, bad, fine, and it really does make a difference to label them. There is an attachment of my feelings Excel sheet in the links. The top line has the most general feeling such as afraid, and if you can get to that, then you can go down through a long list and find more specific feelings that are related to being afraid. Alarmed, anxious, apprehensive, defensive, disturbed, guarded, and so on. Next, we need to remember that we are not our feelings. We need to be non-judgmental of our feelings. Just because I'm feeling angry right now does not mean that I'm an angry person. This is often difficult because we all have so many opinions and judgment. Judgment just makes it harder to allow ourselves to feel the emotion. Remember that we have a huge array of different emotions that we will have throughout our entire lifetime. This is just part of a normal human life. So the next step in processing the emotions is to name them. Remember, they are just a vibration in your body and will pass. Sometimes it helps if you can describe to yourself the feeling. Try to be as specific and detailed as possible. Where is it at in your body? Is it fast or slow? Is it hard or soft? Is it light or heavy? Is it a tightness, aching, stabbing, tingling? What color does a feeling have? Is it pulsatile, intermittent, constant? Does it radiate? Do you have other associated symptoms like weakness or nausea? How does this feeling make you want to react? Why do you think you're having this feeling? What is the underlying thought that is causing you to have this feeling? If you think this sounds a lot like the questions we ask in our HPI, you're exactly right. I know it may sound a little woo-woo, but it really does help. After you describe it and allow it, most likely the feeling will have passed. We realize that we are not going to die from any feeling because it is just a vibration in our body. After doing this process so many times, I know that the vibration will pass, I can be willing to allow and sit with any emotion because I'm not afraid. Sometimes trying to describe my emotion in my body feels a little weird to me and it's easier for me to just say to myself over and over, I am processing anxiety or I am processing anxiety and that's just part of my journey because I know for a fact that the feeling will pass and it's not going to kill me. Sometimes the emotions don't go away quickly. Sometimes I am anxious all day long. I know what that feels like in my body. I feel a little weak and dizzy. I feel my heart pumping faster and maybe a little short of breath. But when I know that this feeling is not going to hurt me, I can also carry on with my day. I can be anxious and continue to work. I am willing to carry my anxiety in my imaginary purse throughout my day. It doesn't have to be one or the other, and sometimes we tend to think in extremes such as black and white. I don't have to say, I can't do anything productive until my anxiety goes away. But instead, I can say, I can have this anxiety and I can continue on with my life. Most changes, even great ones in your life, come with some anxiety and uneasiness. But we still want to leave our parents' house and go to college. We still want to get married. We still want to start a new business. We just sometimes have to carry the emotions with us. This is some of the most important work I do when I coach. Please subscribe, download, review, star, whatever it is on your platform for my podcast. Traditionally, it's been difficult for me to ask people to help with these sorts of things because my thought has always been it's an inconvenience to them or they don't care what I have to say, but I'm a coach, remember, and we work on our thoughts. So I'm working on the thought that these podcasts can help people and I have learned so much information that I want to share. If you have a topic that you want to know more about, please let me know. And also, please check out the link for the free live mini series coming in November. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Ahura Media Production.